Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me JD. And ahoy in the comic book hunter, also known as just Hunter. And I'm comic book savior, also known as Caleb. That's right, Caleb's back. Welcome to A Hero Story, episode 126. Uh, I actually remember the episode number because I think I'm the, uh, you know, the host that someone has to remember it. It's um, this week we're joined by Caleb uh, in replacement of our beloved Harper, who mm-hmm. was a little busy this week. So, uh, but Caleb I is the original him. co-host as as he killed him. He, he said, A Hero Story is my show. It is um, but, now the new co-host. <laughs> but, but, but luckily from beyond the grave harper has sent us a voice message to be played on the show and uh we actually haven't listened to it so we're gonna hope that it's suitable for children um it's gonna it's gonna get rough with ruffalo for a quick minute but uh yeah you play it for the audience hunter yeah so harper actually just sent me this it's, it hasn't even been five minutes so i haven't heard this yet so harper where are you hello everyone it's me mark fucking ruffalo I can't be on the podcast this week, and it's definitely not because I'm in hell. Yes, you heard that correctly. I'm definitely not in hell, and it definitely wasn't Stanley who put me here. Hey there, true believers. I just wanted to tell you that I'm definitely not the devil. If I were the devil, I definitely wouldn't take Mark Ruffalo to hell. And that's enough said. Excelsior. <laughs> yep. So, um, b- before before we actually started recording the episode, um, we we warned uh, Caleb that you know this this is kind of what Harper's shtick is with the voices, and it was played up exactly to what what we expected it to be. So, uh, oh man, poor Mark. Good job, Harper. Um, but anyway, uh, welcome to a Hero Story episode one twenty six. Uh, we got a pretty decent sized comic week. Believe it or not, the guest host is the is the person who read the most amount of comics. Mm-hmm. Um, we, this, this week we have uh, a lot of Future State. There's Future State Legion of Superheroes. There's Future State Aquaman. There's Future State Dark, Dark Detective. Detective. Yeah, Dark Detective. There's Imperious Lex. <clears throat> Imperious Lex. And I think that's it for Future State. Th- that's it for Future State. Right? Well, Batman Superman also came out. I know that, but I didn't get that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Future State or no? No, yeah, it was. I was like, oh, there's another one? No, thank you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> the cover's just Superman in an alley in Gotham. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's this. That, that's a fellow comic. Um, hmm. There's also Strange Adventures, and yes. there is, on the Marvel side of things, Daredevil and Spider-Man. So uh, it's a pretty packed comic week, uh, but of course, as always, we'll start with the comic book news that came out this week because there's a, a decent amount of it and some pretty interesting stuff this week. Isn't that right, Hunter? Yeah, we'll start off with the live action news, just go over it and give our thoughts on it. Uh, mostly the comic news is interesting this week, which is good, but for live action news, just quick things right off the bat. Lady Sif is returning for Thor Love and Thunder. She was in Thor 1 and 2. I don't think she was in Thor Ragnarok. Okay. No. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't care about Lady Sif. I was like, okay. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I was seeing everyone like tweet her. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I mean, she <laughs> just, if she for her returning for Thor four, I all I request, all I want from her is her reaction to Ragnarok, to all of her friends dying. That's what I want to see. But besides that, like, I don't I don't care. <laughs> like all right, uh. J. Lu, I might be pronouncing this last name wrong. J. Lucurgo was uh, casted for Tim Drake and Titans. He is in the Batman. He plays a thug who cries and 
in front of Robert Pattinson. <laughs> that's that's the only this role I know. The multiverse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I saw. It. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's confirmed." It's like, no, they're probably just reusing the same guy. It's probably because he auditioned and he got the job. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. It'll be cool. I don't. I don't really think I see people freaking out about it. But it's just. It's whatever. It's it's really weird you know, because it's like it's Titans. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well that, that, that's the thing about Titans. It's so weird in my mind that, like, if you would have told me, like, five or six years ago, like, especially when I was really getting into comics for the first time, that, like, there'll be a live-action TV show with Dick Grace and Barbara Gordon and Tim Drake, and you won't even watch it, I'd be like, no way. There's, that's impossible. <laughs> of course I'd watch yeah. it. And here I am, not watching it. Caleb, are you uh, a Titans fan? No. Okay. No. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, like it's not even painful like whatever accuracy whatever but it's just like watching it i'm like people get paid for this people get like sit down and like and it's very frustrating because i feel like it's not very difficult to make it good yeah like tighten up the script a little a little bit more budget like it's not that hard but they just doesn't seem like they give a shit (laughs) it it honestly feels like like a superhero version of riverdale to me like based on like these plots and some of the dialogue sometimes where I'm like, why did this get made? Yeah, yeah. But even some of the actors, like there's all the rumors that Brendan, who plays Dick Grayson, is going to be quitting soon. Or even just uh, today as a recording, I believe, I saw a screenshot of Ryan Potter on Twitter being asked a question like, oh, are you excited for Beast Boy's arc in season three? And he said, what what arc? What story arc? Because <laughs> he did nothing in season two. I actually watched... All of season two, except for the finale, I just heard too many bad things. And I'm like, you know what? Same, same. Yeah, and I watched all of season one, too. Unfortunately, I there's moments I like. I think the Robin suit's really good. Uh, yeah, if it's not drowned in the blue filter. Yeah, it's, that's another bad. I think, for the most part, the casting has been good. It's just the characters are really, really badly written. Yeah, so. the writing's just really poor. And it's kind of funny, because it is like... Jeff Johns, Akiba Askiba, the dude that did Batman and Robin. Yeah. It's like, why, why is he greenlighting projects for DC? Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't he have been left in 1997 with Schwarzenegger's ice puns? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just a weird combination, and I just don't care. If I, I will watch season three if it gets like a lot of love. If people are saying this is actually really good, there's a turning point, I will check it up Yeah. Then. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay me. I, I, I wouldn't count on it. But I will watch, you know, clips that come out of, like, maybe Tim will say, like, a line from the comics. And I'll be like, ah, oh, ah, oh, he said it. He, he said, said it. Maybe we'll get, like, a scene of him and Dick on a train blindfolded. And be like, hey, it's a reference to the thing. Chuck Dixon. Nice. Yeah. Very well done, Hunter. I'm Thank very you. proud of that reference. I know my I like thing. That, I like that that's the, that's the like, where the bar is at now. So it's like, if they just, like, passively allude to it, I'll be like, okay, good <laughs> enough. <laughs> if he says the word like, wow. V on the show and he once said the word V in the comics, I'll be very happy. Like, I feel like even then, even though the suits have been good, I just feel like the budget won't be there for like a brand new Robin suit. I could just see him wearing the regular Robin suit that we've seen, which is good, but it's also just like reused. It, it I feel would like be cool just if they did the one year later suit, the black and orange. <laughs> I could actually, Caleb, I could see that. The, I was going to give him a hoodie with like an R on it. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a reference to We Are Robin. Yeah, uh. yeah I'm going to blow my brains out if that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, it's just, when does this come out? Do we know? 
Dude, I don't even I I didn't even realize it was 2021. Like I had to put that in perspective. Flash was filming in April, and I'm just like, when's oh. that again? Oh yeah, that, that that is news. I forgot about that. Flash is filming in April. It's not filming ever. Okay, it's just it's not <laughs> happening. I remember just, reading that it's filming it, in March 2019. I remember reading that it's in production uh, March 2016, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like you know, that meant. I remember March 2016 was great. I was about to get my driver's license. Um, BBS <laughs> was coming out. Life was good, but it could be better. Uh, and and then you know like like Flash was going into production, and then. Flash went through another director and it was going to go into production and then it got another director and then it was going to go into production and then it got a fourth director and now it's really going to go into production and then COVID hit, but it's going to go into production again. And it's like, is this it, movie's not is coming it, out. Maybe we should just call it quits on this movie. Yeah. I've been saying the same thing over <laughs> the black Batman, Adam ba- movie Batman too. into the Batverse featuring the flash. Yeah. It, he, yeah. Ezra Miller's being treated like the rock with black Adam who's cast as black Adam in 2007. And then delay after delay after delay. And now it's apparently coming out, but we still haven't even seen an official look. We've seen art, but we haven't seen actual Dwayne Johnson in the suit. So I feel like it's going to be the same for Flash. Like we're going to hear a I lot feel of news, like, but nothing. I feel like at this point, these movies are just like fronts for money laundering schemes. Mm-hmm. Like, like I feel like they just, they sign up an actor and it's like, we're just going to throw a ton of money into this project. And it's just going to go nowhere. Yep. You know, because that's just like the history for like the last 20 years. Is they just throw millions of dollars at projects and then just evaporates. And they're like, yeah, fell apart. Yeah, and they keep announcing Dead Deadshot movie starring Will Smith that. coming to a theater yeah. near you. Very Black soon. Hawk by Steven Spielberg. Like, it's like, what is the point? Booster Gold oh, and Blue Beetle just, coming soon. <laughs> they literally just have the board members just signing the paperwork. Like, once a week, they're like, someone send it to Discussing Film on Twitter, you know? Mm-hmm. And still, No Man of Steel too, or any like you know, you know that meme where it's like the it's like you know that meme where it's like the guy with like the darker face and he's like, "Yes, honey." I feel like that's like Warner Brothers like green lighting DC movies. It's oh, like, time yeah, for another yeah. useless DC movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like at least with the MCU, it, it feels like they care. Like, yeah, they're throwing money at a ton of things, but it feels like they're actually caring and they're setting up something. They're always yeah. setting something up. I'm so excited for WandaVision tonight because I know it's gonna set up something whether that be the next episode or something new in the mcu later on it's just for dc it's like okay yeah wonder woman came out that existed that that's okay yeah. but it didn't do anything faded <laughs> from my mind yeah instantly. i was, it was more, impressive i was more of a wonder woman movie fan before this movie came out <laughs> i was so excited and then <sighs> yeah i watched it for christmas with my dad and we were like eh we could have done worse things i guess <laughs> it wasn't that fight scene like, was cool but i just wish it was more than a minute and 45 seconds <laughs> yeah it's just so weird because the state of all of it's right now is just like it it's really weird because you'd expect that because so much production now is in covid because we're now a year into this mm-hmm. that it'd be a lot more inspired be a lot more like rallying instead of just feeling so like boring yeah you you had the time to go over this (laughs) yeah yeah like there's a lot you could do to really make people feel better not just read something and go like eh whatever yeah Yeah, pretty much (laughs) (sighs) well we'll have to wait and see what happens go check out the wonder woman 84 review on a hero start now it was yeah that was was just it wasn't it Uh, the more i think about it the more i dislike it and i hate that feeling in a movie but like like if I see like a scene, someone post a scene on Instagram, I'm like, oh, I didn't like that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it's not just... Steve's body. No, yeah, that, that's <laughs> the worst part. 
But yeah, we, we've kind of said everything we had to say about that. Moving <laughs> on with the news, Jim Starlin said that, uh, who is Jim Starlin being a co-creator for Thanos, he recently said that Thanos will be in Eternals. However, did he mean the Eternals comic or the Eternals movie? He, it wasn't really clear in the interview. So, because Thanos appeared was, in the comic. Was he in bad graces with, like, the movie people? I don't was that know. something I thought? Like, Maybe, royalties yeah. or something? I feel like he would be. It sounds like a Jim Starlin thing to do. He straight up just said, yeah, Thanos is going to be in Eternals. And he was in the last Eternals comic. Like, the last page was Thanos coming up out from behind a corner. So, showing that Thanos is alive. But in the movies eternals is going to take place over a thousand years so it's going to have a lot of time jumps the start of the movie is likely going to be like a thousand years ago thanos could we could see a young thanos at some point but thanos is dead in continuity so i hope he's farming i wish it's like a 13 year old thanos just like sitting there and I, hope, corn. I hope it's 30 minutes of the movie just that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are you doing he's just sitting there he's like i'm shucking corn and they're like okay who are you he's just talking about life and they're like okay bye thanos he's like okay, he like picks up, he picks up like a corn and he's like man balance that's cool right <laughs> <laughs> just very subtle foreshadowing. He, 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 he drops one of the corns and he's like, I'm so sorry, little piece of corn. And, you know, little he's, he's prepping all of his endgame and, and Infinity War lines. <laughs> he's just getting ready. <laughs> Who are those tears for? Not for my corn. <laughs> it's like snowing outside. It's like, oh, you forgot your glove and gives him one yellow glove. What's <laughs> on? Uh, this is, I, I don't know what, what to expect for Eternals. I, I really don't. And I'm excited, but I heard that Oh god, what is it? One of the actresses I heard Kevin Feige wasn't happy with or whatever and they cut screen time. Oh, I don't know what? how true it is. It was yeah, but it was I heard it from a dude on Twitter. So this is a oh. source of do you trust me? But the <laughs> yeah, guy did say me, the guy did say a while ago about Charlie Cox. He's been right on actually a decent amount of stuff. Okay. So I've I've just taken it with a little bit of grain of salt. Yeah. But I was like, huh. Interesting. I I'm still kind of excited for this movie, but I'm like just like there's really so little like i saw wandavision the first two episodes that was pretty good i'll probably watch the other episodes soon but it's like there's nothing that's really like popping out to like grab my time you know Mm -hmm. yeah that was that was kind of my thought process on wandavision because i feel like everyone's like talking about it like it's the best thing since sliced bread but like (laughs) i I think it's just that people were like so lacking of mcu content that anything that was going to get released was just going to be like eaten up like you know it's uh, a five-star meal because like like i I thought it was all right you know it's it's not bad and there's some really good moments there's times where i'm like oh like that's that's good but you know it's not like (laughs) like the greatest thing like they were talking about it like it's literally like oh my what are we laughing at hunter my my rating scale of uh yeah i could just picture either this is not good or yeah it's pretty good i could just see you watching it like by yourself and just something happens like oh that's good. <laughs> so I rate, that's how I rate everything in life. Like I'm having a meal at a restaurant. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Or this is not good. <laughs> this is this is not good. Oh, my favorite clip. <laughs> yeah. For WandaVision, I think I'm mostly really loving it because maybe I did a bit of a build up before. Like the week before, I read Avengers Disassembled, House of M, and Tom King's Vision Run which are the three comics that this is pretty much based off of. So I've been really enjoying it through that case. However, I do agree with what you said. If this was Falcon the Winter Soldier, 
I think it'd be a little different because these are characters that people are more familiar with and a storyline that's more MCU format. So I think a lot of people will be way more excited for Falcon the Winter Soldier if that came out before WandaVision, which is very much of a, a new take, which is interesting, but it's very different and not always in a good way, sometimes in a good way. So I, I know I'll be you- honest. I was kind of more excited for WandaVision than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was too. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. I It hasn't really been getting my attention. Everything I've seen just looks like action. Just mm-hmm. very basic. Like, this is why, at least with WandaVision, I enjoyed how, like, weird it's going to be, you know? Yeah, 100%. With Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I thought the trailer was a little boring. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to watch it, but I don't Yeah, it'll be cool. I don't care. There was a Super Bowl TV spot like a year ago, a year and a half ago, which looked way more interesting. It was 13 seconds of just like Sam holding the shield and then a cut to like US agent holding the shield as like the new Captain America. And everyone's like, what the hell? It's like, that looks more interesting than just seeing like 30 seconds of Falcon flying around. Yeah. So, Falcon okay. flying around like machine gun. Fire. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, I've seen that of Age of Ultron and I've seen that in Infinity War and I've seen that in Endgame. <laughs> like, I get it. So... I don't know. I, I just thought it was way more interesting with that 30 seconds of showing like the actual storyline of the government choosing someone to be Captain America instead of Sam taking the shield. But in the end, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be really good. I just think the marketing hasn't been good because even the you know you know it, it, it's boring. interesting. Um, you know, kind of looking at Eternals too because I'm, I'm not really that excited about Eternals. It's not really a team that I care about. But they said a turtles. A turtles. That's the that's the new uh, Marvel comic. A turtles coming to you. Hey, it's Stan Lee here, and no, I can't do it like him. Um, but no, uh, you know, I, I remember. Maybe I even said it on the podcast. I can't remember that good. But at some point in early 2020, I was like, man, 2020 is gonna be like the weakest year of comic book movies. Like, there's like all you have is like Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey and like like Black Widow and Eternals. And I was like, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be that great of a year. Now, little did I know, I'd be right with you know COVID, but. Uh, <laughs> But, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. Eternals didn't really tickle my fancy of, uh, like, comic book content. I don't know. Maybe when a full trailer comes out, I'll, you know, be more interested. But mm-hmm. just the, the whole premise, like, even, you know, reading about it in, you know, Wikipedia or the comics, you know, it's, like, it's okay. I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't really seem that cool to me. I have the first issue right here, and it was very, like, the first issue of the new run. This is the first new run. That's a cool cover. A lot of years. Great cover. Fantastic art. It, forget his name i should really learn his name it's the first, it's the guy who did thor god of thunder and he also did secret wars 2015 so he's very similar to alex ross i find fantastic art all the way around it's just kind of a confusing story and maybe that's because i don't know much about eternals but i feel like i know enough where i understand what's going on it's just i'm not into it yet i'm gonna continue reading it but right now i'm not into it so which makes me feel like i won't be fully into the movie there's there's some Eternals fan listening to the podcast right now, like God, these guys are slandering the team. <laughs> Those are my boys. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I, I have I've really no history of them at all. I'm just kind of excited because it's like Jack Kirby stuff. Yeah, yeah it is Kirby, all Kirby Jack Kirby, Kirby stuff. Really stuff so, but but like all the costumes don't really look super Kirby, which is a little disappointing. Kind of watered it down, but I'm still hoping because I, I know the director is supposed to be pretty good. She gives me some faith. Oh, I'm sure it'll be really good, honestly. <laughs> like, I feel like just from the cast alone and the director and just the fact that all this budget's gone into it, Kevin Feige even said that the pitch to Eternals was the best he's ever heard. So I think it'll be incredible. I just am not looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it immediately <laughs> when it comes out. I just, right now, I'm like... Yeah, we all, we all know that New God's going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, written by Tom King. 
Yeah, <laughs> that movie could actually happen, I feel like. Just because um, Tom King tends to be pretty active on Twitter updating about this. Yeah, same with Ava. They're both pretty active. I hope it happens. That'd be pretty hype. But yeah. It's been like two years since it's been announced. Yeah. I, I remember when that first got announced, Caleb was like having like the greatest day of all Bro, time. I was so <laughs> happy. So happy. I'm a new so excited too. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. But then it's one of those movies that I feel like we might not see. Kind of like J.D. No. with the Joker movie. <laughs> Haven't seen that in forever. If you go back to like the early A Hero Story episodes, J.D. was always like, Joker movie's never going to happen. It's never going to come out. I Listen, of the Castle Walker to movies. my defense, never gonna come when, out. when we first heard about the Joker movie, I was under the impression that it was a Jared Leto Joker movie. And I'm like, yeah, why would anyone want to make, why would anyone want to make a comic book movie focused on Jared Leto? Come on, Sony, what, why? But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was thinking like, why would they ever make a Joker movie with Jared Leto? Like, no one wants to watch that. You know, that can't be a billion dollar film that's going to get nominated for Best Picture and win the Best Supporting uh, best actor in the Oscars. Why would that ever happen? <laughs> but then I was like, oh, put Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> plays a Jared Leto, and yeah, okay, that's fine. Maybe, maybe it could happen. Yeah, and here we are. <laughs> uh, next bit of news: something for JD to kind of go over. Maybe Caleb. I don't know your history on this, but Sam Netflix's Sandman series had a casting reveal today or Thursday for those uh, listening. Uh, are you a Sandman fan, Caleb? read i have like the first trade read probably the first like two issues and was like i should get into this more and then never touched stopped. it <laughs> yeah yeah i, I, I think yeah. it's i think it's one of those books that like you could read the first trade and kind of just be like okay yeah that was that was a book but it kind of takes a little bit of getting into and i think it's because it's you know it starts in 1989 i think it's the first year so it's like you know it's it's that era of comics right where you know you can't really like like if you read flash 1987 yeah. right you read the first trade you'd be like um, i don't know this ain't that great but I, I think that you know there's there's a lot of depth to it there's a lot of great stories and it's neil gaiman i mean he's just you know he's a brilliant storyteller yeah. so mm-hmm. The whole overarching story is great, but yeah, I could see why someone could read like the first few issues and kind of just be like, eh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, the the casting is interesting. Um, there is, I, I sent it to my mom. My mom's a huge Sandman fan, so I was like, wanted to get her thoughts on it. Um, she was she was surprised because um, some of them are like kind of different than the comic, like uh, um, uh, Luce. Lu- uh, you got uh, this. Which one was you got it? this, man. Uh, Oh, Lu- Lucifer um, is going to be a woman as opposed to like a man in the comics, um, which was kind of surprising. Uh, and I might have been the only one. I don't know. It's, it, I don't feel like there's any big names. Like I don't recognize. Yeah, I looked, the, I looked at the cast and I was like, oh, "That's a cast." <laughs> but but I think that's kind of <laughs> interesting for a film like having no history like that. I mean, it's obviously you're not, you're not bringing as much to the. Or it's not even a film it's a show but like you know you're not bringing as many viewers based on like your fan base but like this is how people can make their careers you know mm. like that's the people who stand out because that was their you know jumping off point so i'm, I'm kind of interested um well it, it's jumping weird, off they, point they, for the most like so, some people are fairly big like lucifer is playing being played by gwendolyn christie who was in game of thrones and she was in the latest well she was sort of in the latest star wars trilogy as captain phasma so some Wait, I don't watch I don't really? watch Game of Thrones and I had no I idea what Game of Thrones was. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, Game of Thrones is a pretty big show. I don't know if you heard of it, but uh, <laughs> never heard of it. It's, is this, is this an indie show? Can I back it? Can I support uh, it on Indiegogo? Yeah, here I'll send you my email to just transfer you the funds. I'll I'll get it sent. 
It's like Tom Holland said. It's like an indie show, but with a big budget. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, Gwendolyn Christie. She's in Game of Thrones, and she was Captain Phasma in the latest Star Wars show. I had no idea that was Phasma. That's, yeah. That's interesting. There's also uh, Boyd Holbrook, who's playing the Corinthian. Corinthian? Yeah. Uh, he was the guy in Logan with the metal arm that I forget his name. My, my. The Wolverine. You know? <laughs> He was, he was the he was the guy. That was kind of a spot on impression. <laughs> I, I watched Logan not not even recently. I was like at start of quarantine like a, a year ago. <laughs> I watched Logan. So but yeah, that guy's in it. I he, I think he's a good actor. I liked him in Logan. He was yeah, it looks it looks like Cain and Abel will be uh, Indian in this, which is obviously different. But yeah, I don't know. It looks like an interesting cast. I'm I'm excited. The guy who lo- who's playing Dream. Uh, just based on that hair alone, already looks like like Morpheus does in the in the comics. So um, I'm I'm excited for this. I think this is gonna be uh, really good. I, I mean, it's Netflix and it's such a high budget. So mm-hmm. you know, where can you go wrong? Yeah, um, yeah, Good Omens was good. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing about Neil Gaiman uh, properties. That's where like you know him versus Alan Moore and these kind of things. You can't touch a Neil Gaiman thing without Neil's approval, right? Like nothing goes forward without him. And if it ain't a hundred percent, you know like on his stamp it's not going forward so you know he wouldn't be making this show and he's been offered since like the 90s to make a sandman show make sandman movie and for some reason it's never happened because they never got it right so this time they finally got it right by his standards so uh you know i i kind of trust that um it's weird because they released this and the um the audible one got released like the that's going to be getting a sequel back to back like this news I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, they did an audio book. Of, oh, yeah. right, right. Man, with yeah, the targets like James, that, James McAvoy and yeah, and Kat Denning. Yeah, that had a huge cast. Targan Elliott. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that got released. That it's getting a second and third book, and then they released the casting. So when I saw it, I was like, "Wait, they're recasting the audio." I was like, "That's bizarre. That's Why?" Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, it's the show." And so I was like, "Okay, that makes more sense." But. Uh, yeah, no, it, I'm excited for the show. And, you know, it's funny. I own the audiobook, but I've never listened to it. Um, I told you, my, my mom's a huge Sandman fan, so I had bought it for her. And she finished listening to it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to it. And I just haven't gotten around to it. But based on the voice cast, I feel like I should. James McAvoy's great. Did she say it was good? She said it was very good. She said it was well-made. Okay. High production. Okay, yeah, I'm interested in it for sure. Yeah. Um, next bit of news is Batman Long Halloween animated movie is going to be PG-13 for violence, I think you said, J.D.? For, for the bloody images, which is uh, the, the point is not that it's PG-13. I don't really care if it's PG-13, if it's G, if it's rated R. That doesn't matter. It's that we're actually getting news on Batman Long Halloween animated because this has been talked about since like 20, what, like 17 when it first got dropped that it was going to come out in like a two part oh, yeah. animated movie. But we've heard nothing on it at all. I thought it got canceled. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm too excited for this, to be honest. I was really excited for Hush and then Hush came out. <laughs> And I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> well, well my, my, my thing on on like doing these great stories is you have to not only respect the material, but like, you know, it has a certain artist look. Right. So Tim Sale, whether you love Tim Sale or hate Tim Sale, he has a look. Mm-hmm. And that that's what really makes the long Halloween, you know, the long faces Joker. and, <laughs> you know, like the exaggerated like teeth and like all these like, mm-hmm. you know, characteristics. So if you're not doing that in the animation, you're not really doing the story justice. So yeah. like, that's why I'm kind of hesitant to do <clears throat> any Tim Sale story and animation unless you're going to do Sale style animation. Because like I think Spider-Man Blue would be great animated, but if you're not going to do it like Sale, then there's no point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Makes sense. I mean, it's nice to know this PG thirteen. But I loved Long Halloween. One of one of my second favorite Batman story of all time. Yeah, 
it's nice to know that it's PG-13, but it's just a lot of DC animation has been rated R recently for not really a big reason besides that it's really edgy and just has to be gory. It's like... Uh, what about Apocalypse War tearing uh, Wallace West in half? Yeah, you didn't was, need that. <laughs> was the killing joke uh, rated R? It was I mean, rated R jokes. for the beginning part. That was it. The the Batman Batgirl sexy. Yeah. Amazing. The the worst. Amazing. Yeah. Oh god. So if you Amazing. cut out if you cut out that filler, it would have been PG thirteen. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So I don't. Some, I don't know. Someone was sitting there at their production floor, and they absolutely had that conversation where they were like, "Sir, should we cut this? It's, they're rating it R." He's just like, "No." <laughs> we need it in. Like, yeah. that's, that's like Jim Gordon's daughter, like Batman's best friend's daughter. He's like, no. <laughs> we, we need to put that in. Oh, God. I did not need a reminder of the killing joke scene between them. Oh, I, I saw that in memory. theaters. I saw the killing joke yeah. in theaters. Oh, God. I was so excited. <laughs> day day one, I was so hyped. And then it's like, oh. What, what, what was that like? Like sitting in the theater watching that happen? So like... uncomfortable. It was so <laughs> uncomfortable. I was with a friend, too, who read it. And we were both just like, this isn't... This isn't killing joke. And even then, the animation on a big screen kind of hurt my eyes in a way. It felt very choppy. So it, yeah. <laughs> it, like, it was very just like choppy. very yeah. So it, it looked like it was six, like less than sixty frames per second at times. So it's like uh, this kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I left disappointed. I remember being like, "Wow, well, Mark Hamill was great, and uh, that, that's about it." Yeah. <laughs> he, he did a good job reprising his role, but that was it. Oh well. And that's the uh, adapted news of the week. Now on to the comic news of the week. So first big one that I almost forgot to write down before Caleb reminded me before recording. Bendis is no longer coming to DC, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> He's no longer a DC exclusive. This was the news that was brought out and not many people were talking about. But Bendis is no longer signed with DC. He can still work for DC as long as he wants, but he can also leave just like that. So I, I think that not having the exclusive is more so like so they can make... Like, like, kind of more indie books, no? Like, Image and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I know but you could also go to Marvel if you want. Like, like, for example, Jeff Johns is making an Image book, which hasn't really been talked about that much. But him and Gary Frank are making an Image Comics book coming, I think, either later this year or next year. Well, but this and, doesn't really need to, like, go to Image because he had, had his own, like, imprint, you know? Yeah, with the with, Pearl, like, Pearl, right? Yeah, yeah Jinx. Like, he had a lot of those, like smaller more like really obscure ones in dc because they were fine with hosting that mm-hmm. my, my impression when i heard the news wasn't that like he's leaving dc it's more so just a flexibility mm-hmm. like like just to make other you know other stories which i think is fine i mean i think being exclusive can be a little tough because like you know mm-hmm. i'm sure that are they want to tell other stories you know you you like a few characters in your head and you're like all right i could tell a daredevil story but i could also tell a nightwing story you know it's like i want to be able to do both well, yeah, that's the Live thing. Live the Chip Zdarsky life. He's not just leaving DC right away, too. Like, he's writing Justice League, which is coming out soon. Yeah, Granted. yeah, with David Marquez. Uh, they're trying to make that, like, a huge title, it looks like. I'm really excited, honestly. I am, too. Yeah, I didn't realize I'm, David Marquez was doing art on that. That's, I'm, that's, I'm so hyped for that. That is very appealing. <laughs> At least the first arc, I think. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm really hoping it's not going to be, like, a Batman-Superman thing, where it's just, like, the first arc's David arc is, like, David Marquez, and then he's just gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hope, he, really, should, like, I hope he sticks around. You could even feel that with the Batman Superman book, you just kind of lost that steam. Exactly. The first arc is going to be about Black Adam being on the league too, like getting Black Adam to join the league and follow the rules, basically. So it's a really cool, cool idea. And uh, 
I'm so excited for it, but I feel like if it's not successful, if it gets a lot of hate, and if it ends up being bad, Bendis could leave DC. Like, just six months ago, he was writing, like, what, five different titles at DC? And now he's writing yeah. one, and it's not even, it hasn't even started yet. Right now, he's writing nothing. Well, no, he is doing a G, uh, checkmark book, checkmate. He's doing, like, him and David Mack. Alex Malief, oh, I think. Oh, for, for Leviathan? Yeah, yeah, he's continuing that stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, am I wrong? Uh-oh. Yeah, no, I think that's right. <laughs> this is the source of do trust me again. Always, <laughs> always reliable, always fantastic. Tell as many people. Let's um, find out. It sounds real. I mean, he's still doing Leviathan. <laughs> it's like, sorry, I, I dropped his uh, action comics recently. I remember so. spending $10 on that Leviathan special. Did you buy that one, Hunter? It was like a Superman leviathan special it was a ten dollar issue it was like gigantic no, i still have no. it sitting in my drawer and i kind of just look at it sometimes like wow i really spent 10 bucks on this like i could have bought like something much better <laughs> yeah I, I did buy it just the yeah. leviathan stuff wasn't interesting to me it seems like checkmate is supposed to still be happening sometime like is all it says there's a bleeding cool article from the summer that just says like they're just rescheduling it but nothing since June. But he tweeted about it recently, and that's why I knew. I was like, wait, that's a thing? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know about that, so I guess that could be news, even though it it might not have been this week that that was announced, was it? I have no idea. (laughs) Okay, well, news of the week, there we go. But yeah, yeah, Bendis is no longer signed for DC. He, He is, but like he could do his own thing. He's not exclusive. Yeah, if he went back to Marvel, honestly, would he even be mad? Even though his modern Marvel stuff was a little, eh. I well, yeah, I think you're writing a new Avengers and Daredevil high of That's like you're true, reading yeah. the classic Bendis. I'm, reading, and you're I'm like, literally reading his. We could rebuild. Right we could be. We could do better. Yeah, <laughs> Bendis, the six million dollar man. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm literally in the middle of like his peak performance stuff. That's that's how it feels then when I read Young Justice, and I'm just like, oh, this is I like enjoy this, but this is not what it could be. Yeah, <laughs> for Bendis' Young Justice. Oh. Well, especially, oh man, when you read like a great title from an author and then you read like some of their modern work and it just it's just not as good, it's it's heartbreaking. Like, that, I think that's the problem with some modern Wade stuff. And I, and I do think Wade is still pretty damn good. Like he's still, you know, the his knowledge of characters is just like infinite. But like, there's some books where you read by him now and you're like, oh man, like you wrote like The Return of Barry Allen, bro. Like, come on now. <laughs> I know I'm bringing up Flash and non-Flash conversation, but oh man, yeah. like... <laughs> Dude, uh, it's so good. Same thing with Bendis. You read Bendis' Daredevil, you're like, damn, this is amazing. I can only imagine what his career will go on to. And then you for read, me, like, the you read, like way... that jacket's so fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> the only way I see it remotely comparable is like Old Spidey and Young Justice has the same type of lightness in terms of like the dialogue is a little bit more aloof, but it still is like way missing the mark is where like he, I, you know he can hit, you know? Yeah, he's got my, the charm. My impression on Young Justice, though, is like, has he actually talked to a kid? Because sometimes <laughs> the way they speak is like so over convoluted. And I'm like, I'm not sure that children not have that ability. <laughs> it's, to me, his Young Justice seems like very hyperactive kids. Like, that's what it is. And it makes sense when you think about like, I think he has like, what, four, five kids or something? Yeah, yeah something like, like that. Like that man, that man seems like he has a hectic household, you know? Like just yeah. in general. So it seems very much the vibe of like that book is just all over the place. 
just kids screaming essentially which is like the general vibe i get he he got he got the charm in young justice he just needed a better plot he really needed a better plot and i feel like if it was gonna like continue it would have been good but i feel like it's stopping issue 20 killed and it's also like come on you don't need 20 issues to get started to the story but besides the fact when it was starting to get really good is when it got axed which was unfortunate yeah because you do 10 issues straight of just jumping through the multiverse and as soon as they get back connor gets launched into the multiverse again so they do three more issues looking for him and then fight scene fight scene fight scene fight scene and finally at the end you go to mountain justice and it's like young justice is now official story starts now Superboy's on the suicide squad it's like come yeah. on <laughs> yeah yeah it's and it's really funny because like going back and rereading i definitely think his stuff is going to age better because i think now that we know some of the answers in the context of the story no one's just like oh my god what's happening this sucks oh, i don't have all the answers true. Now. we were very confused as- <laughs> yeah yeah like i reread the first arc and i was like yeah this is pretty solid it's not horrible but it's definitely like why is it's very interesting <clears throat> it just seems very out of step with like what the community was like wanting and kind of like yearning for mm-hmm. you know like he very much came took the book and then was like i'm gonna do this and it's like you're at the perfect opportunity to just become super favorable among the community by just like following this very easy path. Mm-hmm. I need to say, I'm going to try doing. Yeah, because because yeah. with Young Justice, it's so easy to steer into kind of like '90s nostalgia. Um, yeah, and that's where we talked about like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if Williamson wrote Young Justice? Because I think he has like that kind of ability to like dip you into the nostalgia pool while telling a story and. You know, I think that's what we, we all wanted out of Young Justice, especially because, like, you know, that that's what the original Young Justice was, right? It's, like, that fun kind of, like, nostalgic. Like, everyone kind of has that impression of the run where it just brings them back to, like, a certain time of their life. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's – it's that that's what I felt like was always missing from the newer book. And maybe, maybe on a reread I would like it more. It but... probably reads better in trade for sure. Because even then, like, when I was reading, I kept wanting to drop it, but I wouldn't. Because I'm like, oh, man, I don't like this. And I get to the last page, and it's like, the next issue, Bart's going over his past. I'm like, okay, I want to read that. And then I want to drop it. And then the next page is like, oh, Justice League's in the next issue. I want to read that. That was and... the problem I felt like with almost every Bendis book is, like, every time I wanted to drop it, the last page would, like, drop a bomb on me. And I'm like, damn, I got to read the next one. And even if it <laughs> like, didn't. Little, like, little, like, words of, like, description in the bottom right, where it's like, next, Superman finds out. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll read one more. Yeah, literally. And then even if it doesn't doesn't have that, it was just like, oh, they're going through a multiverse game. I'm going to drop this. Check my phone. And he announced, like, oh, Sideways and Aqualad are joining the team. I'm like, that sounds great. Whatever, whatever happened with that, because that's after I dropped the book. Did that ever end up, like... Going he had like two panels. Two sideways, panels, sideways was on two panels. I think he was like, "Hey, he's like, hey, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys heard of me, but I'm sideways." They're like, "Hey, sideways," and then he like punched a guy and then left. He's like, "Okay, cool." It's it and it, like I feel like what he was going for, and I felt like if he had more time, if I was him, what I'd do is it seemed like he was trying to make it more of just like a like a general expansive team, you know, mm-hmm. of just like the hub and he could have that imprint branch off and do all that type of stuff but it wasn't made quick enough it wasn't like it seemed like in a sense like if he was gonna sit down and try and do like okay i'm gonna do a 60 issue young justice arc i'm crazy for some reason then i guess maybe the pacing would make more sense but it was like if he was just it's very frustrating because it's like come on man i feel like it's very obvious 
how you pace this out to keep momentum going. And you can't necessarily be surprised when the book gets canceled because you were just starting to pick that momentum up after so many people dropped the book. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's disappointing and it had so much potential, but I seem like, I feel like that's a lot of business, the stuff at DC in general. Yeah. Just Well, I like his Superman. I think his Superman stuff's pretty solid. You you and Tyler, uh, comic poppy are like the number one defenders of his Superman. I respect that, you know, like whenever, whenever we talk in the chat and like, It'll be like I'll be like, oh man, I hate Ben as Superman, and then it's it's like seen by Comic Savior, seen by Tyler. I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in for it now. Like I'm I'm about to get the ass whooping in the chat, and I'm like, please, Hunter, come to the chat. I'm, I need hey, some even then, I think that Ben as Superman is really good until the listen, Man of Steel, amazing, and I love the Rogue R stuff. Great, I I think that I is stuff that will too. go down in Superman Legacy. It's just 18 is where I fall off. And maybe it's a personal thing because maybe the comics aren't actually that bad. It's just I can't get my brain around it. But uh, so good. I like Man of Steel. Man of Steel was cool. I would, I would like to reread that because it's been a while. I got that in trade for Christmas and then the first trade of Superman in action. And they're all really good. And it's like, again, like it was very frustrating because I also knew at the time when it was coming out, everyone was just shitting on it. And I was like, this sucks. I remember the couch off the blue line. It's like, it was a horrible line, but it's like, all right, whatever. But rereading it, it's really, really good. And I kind of do feel bad for him because he got a lot of hate the whole time he's been at DC is it's constant people just throwing your books. uh, This sucks. People I've been like posting like, oh, I like this. And someone will comment like, wow, he sucks. And I'm like, I tagged him. Why would you say that? Like, (laughs) it's very, it's very funny because i do think when people are kind of more detached from the stories and are able to read it in full it kind of makes more sense where he was going that being said putting john romita jr on action comics is oh. absolutely gonna hurt the book 100 in the box yeah it's it completely it's it turned the house of ken art that could have been super like could have been one of the best superman arcs horrible disgusting art it just looks so simplistic it looks childish it's just so and pairing that on the other end with like yvonne reyes's art it's like what are you doing how how why do you want these yeah it's completely different and honestly i know artists can be good artists can be bad some have their good moments some have their bad romina jr i i just can't stand it i i, I, I some think jrjr's dc art is just not it like his Spider-Man, like you see some of his Spider-Man stuff and you're like, wow, this is like incredible. And, you know, you see some of his Marvel work and then you just see, I don't know, it's something about the DC characters. Like every There's... time he does like a variant, it mm-hmm. sticks out like a sore thumb because everyone's a box. Well, but I feel, like, a box. <laughs> I feel like his variants look really good because it looks like he puts a lot of effort into them. Yeah, but then, like, I think when he's doing interiors, that it's just like yeah, mm-hmm. because it's literally just like line, line, like literally. He, there's been times where he's just like poke, poke, smile. He's like, okay, that's him, <laughs> Drake, and it's like, what? <laughs> you're, you're paid hundreds of dollars. So, so many lines just across the face, and everything. I'm like, man, just do a shadow. You don't have to do a bunch yeah. of like lines. Yeah, it's it's the whiskers. It's so frustrating because mm-hmm. it's just, it's oh my god, it's so aggravating. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to like I. I'm one of those people that actually enjoyed Suicide Squad Rebirth. But as soon as they, they replaced, yeah, they replaced Jim Lee, <laughs> Jim Lee with like Romita that. Jr. for a Killer Croc arc. And I'm like, don't do that. It looks man. like Superman has like severe scoliosis, like the way he's bent. Over. Like, look up Killer Croc by Junior Jr. It's, 
it's the reason I dropped Suicide Squad, a book that I was enjoying. So uh, just... he's the reason I, I mean, also, I guess Frank Miller a little bit, but like I was tempted to read Superman year one when that was coming out. But then once I heard Romita Jr. was going to be on the art, I'm like, oh, that's not going to be good. Yeah. Just a lot Literally of just look at how like the JRJR stuff versus like the Yvonne Reyes. And it's like <laughs> one of them goes, one of them has a very specific vibe. And it's really weird because it seemed like at first it was going to be like Yvonne Reyes on Superman and Ryan Sook on action comics. And then it was just like, Nope, we're gonna do Legion now, and JRJR is gonna take over. Enjoy it. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> that's difficult to do, DC. Okay. Oh, going home with the news I of the week. Lost. Yeah, that's that's the killer croc that I. <laughs> oh my god! So why, why does he have a bunch of bumps on him? I don't. Uh... <laughs> going on yeah. with the news of the week, which I guess we got sidetracked there talking about artists at DC. Uh, I guess we'll keep with the DC stuff for now. Just one little tidbit of news. Talia al Ghul will be a key character in the upcoming Robin ongoing by Joshua. Good, Lewis. she doesn't get enough love in the comics. And in in, in JD's hot take of the week, um, I've never been a big fan of Batman and Catwoman together, and I always thought Talia would be interesting to explore in a main story. So Boo. that's my hot take of the week. Boo. Thank you. She was explained in a main story, bro. She was expanded on grant morrison's batman and robin yeah but yeah but grant morrison kind of made her like a little rapey and people don't like that we we, that didn't we just pretend that doesn't happen we just put i missed the old talia (laughs) the old talia who will like threaten bruce's life yeah like and call him lover and stuff yeah (laughs) no i disagree uh, with Marvel fair, news. Fair enough. So, two pretty big Marvel news this, this week. Um, so, last week we talked about Marvel Reborn, Marvel redoing an, an event that happened a long time ago. Uh, turns out it's not going to be an event. It's going to be an ongoing series written by Jason Aaron going over the Squadron Supreme, which is like Marvel's Justice League. It's got like a guy who's very much like Batman, like Superman, like Wonder Woman. So it's a Squadron Supreme story, and it's going to be a almost like a what-if story. Jason Aaron described it as this is like bringing back what-if in a way for this non-canon story. It's going to be like a different, or at least a different universe here. Did of- someone say Marvel story from the 90s? <laughs> yeah, Rob, Rob Leefield is not involved in this as far as Thank I know. God. I can't remember the artist, but it looks very much like Jorge Jimenez. Like very, very much. Ed McGuinness. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, him. Oh, the Birds of Prey guy, right? From back in the 2000s? That's the question of the day, JD. Uh, yeah, I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> Looking it up right now. <laughs> it sounded right in my head, but now I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's going to be just an ongoing series about the Squadron Supreme. It's almost like a what-if. And Marvel described this what-if as in the Squadron Supreme are going to be the main heroes of this universe. What if Tony Stark never built the Iron Man suit? What if Captain America was never found in the ice? And what if, to quote Marvel Comics, what if Thor was an atheist? <laughs> That's officially on the Marvel website describing this. JD, your face. <laughs> I, I'm just so confused. Yep, that's where they Thor is a god, but he doesn't believe in gods? I think what they're going for is they're going the Donald Blake thing, where like, oh, you get the cane, you slam it on the ground, and it's Mjolnir. But except he doesn't believe that it, it'll happen. I don't know. That that uh, is what officially says on the Marvel website that what if Thor was now? Now is th- is this connected to the Chip Zdarsky Spider Man book? Because uh, in Chip's newsletter, he said that it's you know it's the book where it's like basically what if Spider Man kept the symbiote. Mm-hmm. 
This um, is like another one and, happening and, here. Oh, okay, because Chip said like this is kind of like our way of bringing back what if, but like more for like series, which I think is interesting because the cool thing about like the the what ifs is like the concept, you know, and it's like we need it to be brought out over more issues. Mm-hmm. So I think making it like mini series is very interesting, but. I didn't as know if that was connected. As far as I know, Marvel's Reborn is an ongoing. I could be wrong about that. Okay. But I'm pretty sure it's an ongoing. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it's basically just all these heroes. What if they weren't heroes? Maybe Peter Parker never got bit by the spider. So the Squadron Supreme, led by Agent Coulson, is going to be the heroes of this Marvel universe. Art looks nice. I don't really care for the story, though. I don't know if I'll be yes. honest. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've read a lot of Squadron Supreme from Aaron's Avengers run. I don't really care. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, it doesn't really matter. What about you, JD? Yeah, it's Squadron Supreme is like, okay, the Discount Justice League, sure. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, last bit of news is there's an election going on uh, with the X-Men. You can choose the final member for the upcoming full X-Men team. This will be the main team for the just ongoing X-Men comics. Led by Cyclops and Jean Grey. A few members have already been picked by Jonathan Hickman, but you could pick the last member. So if you go on Marvel Comics website, you could officially vote. Voting might have ended by the time this episode comes out. But, uh, oh, I haven't voted yet. Uh, Shoot. Better... I forgot I didn't do that. You should maybe get on that, hey? Otherwise, you're going to be shamed for not voting for X-Men. <laughs> I don't know these characters. Boom Boom. Tempo. <laughs> it's a lot of, uh, I guess, not... Strong Guy. I'm voting for strong guy. Strong guy is currently the lowest vote, so <laughs> this oh. is this is the strong guy. Trump this, Biden that. Give me some strong guy <laughs> up in here. Strong guy. <laughs> Dude, if strong guy was on the ballot in 2020, I think I may have voted for him. <laughs> but yeah, you could vote once, I believe, unless you could vote many times. I guess you might be able to. Yeah, I, but... I love the concept of this, by the way, because like mm-hmm. whenever you whenever someone talks about like, death in the family, like how you get to vote on Jason Todd, like living or dying. That's such a cool concept to me. Like, I feel like they should do maybe not like life or death, but like adding characters to the team. Like, that's that's a great concept. This would be great for like a full on like Justice League or even Avengers. I'd love to see this, but it, yeah. X-Men is cool, too. Uh, until until it gets time. like hacked and you end up with like Squirrel Girl and the main Avengers and like, you know, yeah, <laughs> arm fall off boy. And like, that's your Avengers team yeah and then we are all just gonna spam them to have like a random rider ride it too just the most <laughs> unknown rider yeah pretty much <laughs> i voted for sunspot i'm gonna be honest um i appreciate all the upcoming dms of people recommending me books here but i am currently not a big x-men fan not because i don't like them because i haven't read much of them i've read a lot of hickman stuff and that's it <laughs> i haven't really i've read like big stories like dark phoenix and i've read big stories like uh like no that's about a dark phoenix days of Future Past? no i actually have not read days of wow. Future Past. yeah i haven't read it i've seen the movie i enjoy it but i haven't actually read it so i want to get into x-men i do i just haven't done it yet i'm, I'm in the middle of the I mean, you need to focus because all right here's here's the problem ladies and gentlemen uh listening to the podcast hunter is not good at focusing on one title he at the beginning of covid was like hey i'm gonna read every daredevil comic and we're like yeah that's a great goal and he starts getting trade by trade by trade and then for some reason like that guy that looks at the other girl while he's walking with his girl like he sees new (laughs) avengers walk by and he's like whoa new avengers Hmm, yeah and uh then he 
went with New Avengers and Daredevil's just like, oh, how could he leave me? So, yeah. and then now he's like, but what if I write X Men at the same time? Focus on one New Avengers and finish Daredevil, then move on to X Men or 90s Aquaman, whatever you want to read. Be fair, to be fair. When I got, I was doing Daredevil for a while and I actually bought a lot of trades. I was on Brubaker. So I finished the Bendis run and the next one was at Brubaker. I read the books and they said that volume three wouldn't arrive for like two months. And I'm like, oh man, I want uh, to like- Canada shipping where they have to walk through the treacherous snow. Exactly. Like <laughs> the guy, the guy's moose was injured. So he had to, you know, we had to wait a little bit. And he's like, it's a little chilly out, eh? So I decided <laughs> I want to read Brubaker's run. And I don't want to stop until I get to the end. You know, I don't want to stop it at volume two and be like, oh, that's it. Now I have to wait a bit. So instead, I'm like, I'll binge his run when I get the full run. Until then, I'll find something else to read. So Tyler, not Comic Poppy, Comic Boy, was like, you should get into Avengers. So he gave me like a recommendation of literally like uh, like 35 Avengers trades. And he's like, yeah, read this. I'm like, uh, okay. And then Hunter got addicted to it like crack rock. It's so good. It's re- <laughs> Avengers comics are so good. And I spent hundreds of dollars on these trades. <laughs> trades are expensive in Canada. And I'm like, man, why am I, you know what? I'm entertained. I'm not going to question why I'm doing this. I'm enjoying this. I get one. I put it on my shelf. Listen, like, that looks good. I read it. L- listen, and I'm, I, I'm like, I respect this, this a lot because I made I made a meme post today. And it's, it's the one that rang true to me the most of, you know, it's, I have a list of so many runs and issues and stuff, stories that people have recommended to me. And yet I find myself rereading the same like five to six runs just because I'm, it's like my comfort reading. And the way I've always viewed it is like, it's like with the reason like I watch the same movies and watch the same TV shows, you know, the way it makes you feel, you know, that you like it. And for some reason, it like feels like a warm hug. Like you just know it's going to hit like that. And you mm-hmm. continue to reread it. You continue to rewatch it, you know? Mm-hmm. But in so, this case, like JD said, it's crack rock. It's yeah. crack rock. <laughs> That'll be clipped out of context by Harper, I'm sure. But, you know. but, but in like, I'm enjoying this. It's my entertainment. You know, I'm not like I'm spending this money. Like, oh man, why did I do that? I did that a few times. But by the time I got it, I was like, hey, this is good. This is really good. And I can see myself rereading this after. Because I'm not just reading runs that I want to read. I'm reading runs that are being recommended to me for a reason. People aren't like, oh, you like Avengers? I guess read this. It might be good. People are like, you have to read this run because it is so good. So I'm like, so I read it. I'm like, yeah, this is so good. So yeah, that's why I am reading Avengers. And eventually I'll get into X-Men, but I'm actually going to try to hold myself off for X-Men until I'm either done Daredevil or Avengers, probably within the next few months. Good job, job, Hunter. I like to see you sticking to a character. Thank you. Just ending with the news of the week uh, for the current X-Men votes. As of nine hours since this recording, which was the last kind of like update, uh, they announced that the number one for the poll was uh, Polaris at 22%. Banshee was in second place at 14.6%. Sunspot, who was who I voted for, was at 12%. I only voted for Sunspot because a lot of people were telling me to. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, Strong Guy at bottom, 5.1%. Strong Guy. I'm about to go Let's vote go. for him. Oh, yeah. But now that Kalos voted and JD's voted, maybe we'll get people listening to vote for Strong Guy and maybe we'll boost him up. A hero a story will move. be the reason that Strong Guy will be on the team. That is the goal. Boat that is the goal. Jonathan Hickman, I pay your bills. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Title of this episode might be called Vote Strong Guy. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, voting. Caleb Fagan and I approve this message. <laughs> voting closes at 11:59 p.m. Eastern time on February 2nd, so you've got time. Oh, oh time. strong man. Vote, vote right up on my head. Strong right. guy. Vote, strong guy. <laughs> I got, I got, I got it right here. It's, it's on all white screens, so you probably won't be able to see it. But my vote is for Mister Strong Guy. <laughs> vote, strong guy. Oh. Boom. <laughs> strong guys in the x-men <laughs> well we'll see if he makes a vote vote strong guy maybe i gotta redo this i don't could i vote twice i voted it said only already. one vote per person so it probably has your ip address so no i'll i'll see if let's find out i'm just gonna do it on my phone strong guy needs my help <laughs> he, he needs me and strong guy needs your help with just one click of a button you can get strong guy to be a main x-men <laughs> caleb are you an x-men fan like, oh, I read, like, House of X, Powers of X, but I haven't read a ton of it. And so it's, like, they're cool, neat characters, but it's, like, there's so many books. I can't really keep up with all of them. I don't want – I can't really afford to keep up with all of them. And they're all coming out at the same time. And it's, like, you have to read it all at, like, different times. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, it, I, it I was so saying crazy. when the Hickman stuff was first coming out that one day it's going to be crazy when, like – some gigantic set of like five omnibuses comes out and it's just everything in order. And it's like, you know, run, uh, issue, 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 like of the five different runs. And it's just, it's going to be excellently collected. Like I could already see it in the future. Yeah, oh yeah. That's what's like that. Tinian's detective comics looks like it's all, all collected in a really cool omnibus. And it's like, yeah, that'll happen with like King's Batman, Bendis is Superman, stuff like that. Oh, King's Batman all in one run. That'd be awesome to have. Actually. I, I just voted on my computer and, uh, I did on my phone as well. Has two votes on my behalf. Strong man has four. So if I could do two votes for strong, strong guy, you could at least do one. Yeah. The election. Vote, strong vote strong guy. I'm just going to keep doing it on incognito now. Yeah, this you just keep new, doing it throughout the episode. Is, if you're yeah, listening is, right now, just do Isn't it that what they right did now. for the Jason Todd? Like, didn't they rig this it? We're going to rig it for strong guy. <laughs> strong guy. Well, let's do a speed run here. By the time we start talking about the com- like the first comic that we talk about, which will likely be Daredevil... By the time we start that, you have to have voted at least once. Starting now, go. <laughs> that one for the comics of the week. <laughs> uh, so everyone read Daredevil, right? What what do we think? Well, um, first, before pick of the week, cover of the week. Uh, oh. What was oh, your Daredevil pick of the week? Both. I, I like the Daredevil cover. Daredevil really? cover for your pick and Daredevil cover for your cover? Yeah. Unpredictable. Cover, gotta be Dark Detective. That's cool Looks cover. super dope. Mm-hmm. Looks super dope. But then pick of the week, very obvious. Strange Ventures, it was amazing. Interesting. Okay, we're all different here. Cover of the week, Strange Adventures. I really like this cover a lot. If you That's look close, cover. it's like the the comic dots all around. I like that a lot. Pick of the week, Aquaman Future State. I Interesting. Love this. this was really good. I liked it a lot. But we'll start with Daredevil here. We'll start with the Marvel stuff, and then we'll dive into the the deep DC Strange Adventures and whatnot. But yeah, Daredevil. Uh, you're reading this, right, Caleb? Yeah, yeah, I'm really liking it. This is so good. This is the best Marvel book. <laughs> I honestly, though, this issue I was was probably the issue I was like, eh, it was just like the symbiote stuff. Are you well, reading well, King well, of Black? No, and that's oh, why. Okay, yeah, that's, no, and that's why. Yeah, like, I, I was my... gonna say the same thing because, like, I'm not reading King of Black, so I feel biased. But like, I'm I'm typically not a fan when they kind of do these crossovers where. You know, it's it's like eh, I don't know. I, I hate when they go into books like this, especially like they were in such a big story with the Electra stuff. So yeah, it, it's like oh man, you're really cutting off the steam. But it's 
It's okay. I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Pick of the week. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, I mean, I didn't read that many books, though, so. Oh, also, you can just keep voting on Incognito. So we already know it is strong mandation time, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine some of you have voted for strong. If you voted for strong man and you're comfortable doing it, or strong guy, I think it is, post it on your story. Tag a hero story. We'll we'll post it on our story too. On yeah, story. to get even more exposure for our boy. Yeah, tag we, tag me as well. Yeah, let's do this. T- tag comic savior, a hero story, and if you want comic book hunter and history of the flash. We got to see how many strong guys we can get. Just proof that you voted for our boy. It's it's, it's strong guy nation. Yeah. <laughs> vote, vote strong guy. Man, I'm going to have to make this thumbnail for the YouTube video so like political. <laughs> look at look at our king. Look at strong guy. <laughs> can, it, can it be like uh, I want you? Can it be the Uncle Sam but with strong guy's face? Like uh, I want you to vote for strong guy. God. I'm already putting a lot of strain on 2AM Hunter who's going to be editing this podcast. But yeah, there's a joke vigorously with our team. There's a, literally a joke with our team. that like Because I export and upload and edit and change the audio and make the thumbnail for all this stuff at the, at the end of the podcast. So I'm always up to like 2AM. I was oh like Coraline's God. dad. Just like on the computer like <laughs> <laughs> harper always messaged me like hey man it's like uh it's like 9 p.m where i am i'm like almost ready for bed you good i'm like yeah what <laughs> yeah i'm good man i'm good <laughs> so you know I'll, I'll be making a political thing i'm sure here <laughs> anyways this issue i am reading king and black and i read donny kate's venom too so i have an appreciation to king and black i think it's really good this however they made the symbiotes a lot more horror like like, with the sharp teeth, but you can still see their faces. It's not covered by the symbiote. But, like, the white eyes, like, the, the girl's mother there, it's it's terrifying, but in a good way. It reminds me of, like, a horror manga in a way. Like, this scene right here, when that girl's mother gets, like, infected, it's like, yeah. dang, this is good. But I also agree with you that I would have preferred it just to continue on the track. So I mean, I mean, and as I mentioned on past episodes, the Venom like symbiote mythology has never been my biggest interest. You know, even with the whole '90s saga of Spider-Man, I think the whole Venom stuff is okay. It's not really my favorite stuff. So, you know, with like, the whole event focused on like Venom stuff, I'm kind of just like, oh, okay. For me, my friend. Back when like Batman was coming out, I was getting Batman and he was getting Venom. He was like, "You really got to read this," and I was like, "You really got to read this." And then we just haven't read the opposite title. <laughs> All right, as someone who's read both, I prefer Batman as a character, but I think Venom was a better title. Venom was like one of, the, I think, is one of the best Marvel titles right now, along with Daredevil. It's, wow, it's that and Thor. It's that good. It, it's really good. Also, I like Donny Cates. Donny Cates is really good. He's really cosmic, and I like that. Yeah, I'm also just noticing now that Electra's weapons are like not sharp. I didn't realize that before. They're more like <laughs> batons. Yeah, they're like batons, but they're they're in the shape of her usual weapon. I like that. It shows that she doesn't. She's trying not to kill. I wonder if she got that custom made, or if she just like dulled <laughs> the blade a lot. But yeah, the ending of uh, Matt Murdock becoming a symbiote. All right, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we I I felt like we kind of knew it was happening, like. You know, mm-hmm. from just tie-in, but like, I, I guess they're kind of going for like, oh, hey, that looks cool, but it's like, eh. yeah. I did like his conversation with Null. Well, it was just black. It just it doesn't feel like an issue of Chip's Daredevil. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't feel like it. It, it feels out of place. You know, yeah. in the whole run. 
Like, I think if you were like, if it was five years from now and you're reading this in trade, you'd hit this issue and you're like, oh, this is kind of odd. It's like kind yeah. of like DC in like the 90s, 2000s, where like everything, there was a lot of crossover. So like you'd be reading a run and then you randomly hit like Joker's last laugh and you're like, oh, that was a weird <laughs> issue. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll be reading like, like Robin, for example, right? Yeah. You have the Joker's last laugh time and you're just like, oh, that was wow, let's just get back to the regularly scheduled programming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a little out of time. It still felt like a Daredevil issue, though. They, they weren't just going like, symbiotes are attacking the city. It was. They also had like the whole conversation with the, the warden of the prison, and they had a bit of a lecture being like, I shouldn't kill the prisoner talking to Matt like you're creeping people out. So it, it's still good. It's just a little out of place, like you were saying, JD. I give it like a like an 8. I still enjoyed it. Six. It was nice. Okay. I yeah, think six like, is like six is a good. Yeah, I'm I'm at like six five seven. I, I mean it's it's my pick of the week by default because you know I I do didn't read that many comics, but you know it's 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 all right. Chill. JD hates Chill. comics. Chill. I'm too focused on the stonks right now to be to be Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Dogecoin is that. Dogecoin is what is part of Dogecoin if you're a smart man. <laughs> it is it is at point zero five seven right now. It is you have it all I'm about to buy like five billion dollars worth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was okay. Uh sticking with Marvel the Marvel news though, or I guess Marvel Comics. Do you want to do Spider Man next? Did you read Spider Man? Yeah, it was it was it, after like the last arc. What the last arc felt like, okay. Comparing, because Spider-Man's very clearly trying to go for, like, and I'm, I'm, this isn't, like, Tom King did not create this, but I feel like for me, mentally, it's just easier to relate it to, like, how he structured that story, you know? Because he made it very clear it was, like, four chapters. Um, you can very much see that present, that type of, like, styling in the Spider-Man run. And where I felt, like, at least right now, the issue seems to be is, like, after Sins Rising, after the Kinder to Our Last Remains, it's just kind of like, eh? Nothing really kind of changed, you know? Yeah. But yeah. It, still, it feels like now we're kind of going back into, like, this dip while we're waiting for the story to, like, climax again. And it, it just kind of feels like it just lost momentum out of nowhere. Whereas I felt like in the middle of, like, the Batman run, for example, it was like there was a big cataclysmic shift that, like, changed the direction of the run. That makes sense, yeah. That's a good comparison, actually, comparing this to Batman there. Because although it's been very, very, very Spider-Man, mm-hmm. once uh, Last Remains hit, it got very serious. And a bit yeah. more talking about, like, depression and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah, and it was definitely... Out. And you could see the, like, clearly Nick Spencer's been trying to do the very long-term planting the seeds for a long time, which I really appreciate. I like so it, just, mm-hmm. it makes those runs a lot more full with, like, Grant Morrison's Batman, Venice's Superman. Like, when you're able to kind of have that which is why like young justice felt so weird because it didn't feel like it had that time to kind of play and breathe and like expand its story you know yeah yeah for sure this is the start of a new arc negative space it still felt like last remains at first there was a lot of yeah. talk with harry and even in the end there was a lot of talk with harry but this is the start of a new arc so <laughs> featuring mr negative uh taking over um, trying to get rid of his mr negative self which is an interesting plot point, but in the end, it just feels like they, feels like Nick Spencer still wants to talk about Last Remains. 
Yeah. Because this whole arc felt like Lost Remains, even though it was a Mr. Negative arc. What did you think, JD? Your mic's muted. I don't know if you know that. I thought he was I doing like it. a mime thing. <laughs> yeah, you just sort of like moving the <laughs> <reverse> <laughs> Impressive, you know. <laughs> uh, no, my, my, my thing about this arc is I don't know if I liked the the art or not because I was I was reading yeah, kinda... at first. At first I was like, wow, this art is like really like cool, stylistic. And then I started looking more and I'm like, wait, do I like this? It looks cool in the costume but not the faces. Yeah. Yeah, the Spider-Man suit looks great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like there's, there's a page... Um, it's one of the last pages. It's like the last like six pages. I don't know. The, the, at one point, it's like a full thing in the suit on the bottom. I'm like, wow, that looks cool with the webs all around it. Then I'm like, I don't know if I like this or not. But yeah, um, I, I I think I agree with the with Caleb's point about momentum and yeah, following up on an arc, which I think is interesting as a writer. Um, following up on an arc, like especially like when you really put a lot into an arc and then going on to the next thing after that like i think it is it's just so hard to keep momentum on that kind of thing so an ad for number 60 with kinder still (laughs) like still still what is and it's like really weird because it's like i don't know the pace that the story's trying to go at because he didn't say it before so it's not like there's really perspective to have with the story so it just kind of feels like we're just getting jerked around with all the plot points you know Mm -hmm. which makes sense yeah it's just it's a long arc it, it reminds me of young justice of just you gotta you gotta stop the arc you could come back to these characters but you gotta like keep the momentum going stop keep stop just staying around with kindred who we've been with since october yeah october yeah i think so it's like ugh, i give this uh, like a six it was good i was entertained, six yeah but i yeah, it could have been better there uh dc stuff do you want to start with strange adventures Sure, it was great. I loved it. Now, is strange. I, I remember we talked about this in the chat, but I, I can't remember which one it was. Which one became bi-monthly? Strange Adventures or Batcat? Strange Adventures for sure. Strange Adventures. Why I did that like, happen? Do you do you know why? I, I think he essentially said like with the pandemic and stuff. Um, he said like work on the artists. It seems like just to give them more time to like relax. Which I mean, I get because I will say it seems like especially Tom King and Mitch are very active on social media. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really, and Mitch also has a kid. So it doesn't really surprise me that they're kind of having to like slow down on the art and stuff. Yeah. Uh, definitely a bummer because four issues left and it's like, wow, this is not the time to go. Yeah. Like on. it just like, it, it kills the pace. And I mean, I guess, you know, when you're visiting the story like five years from now, you're like, Oh wow. went by monthly. Like that sucks <laughs> for them. But like, Oh man, when you're, when, when you're living through it, it's like shit. Yeah. Yeah, I've been loving it so far. I think in total, his Strange Adventures, Batcat, what was the third one he was doing, Rorschach, have all been like hitting it out of the park. Yeah, 100%. Like his uh, 12 issue meaning series are great. And even just the art's fantastic and everything. A little confusing at times. And this was dark. This was really dark. Yeah. A lot of people on uh, the DC subreddit were wondering is this canon? And it is according to Tom King. Oh, interesting. This actually I, uh, happened. I thought it's like kind of one of those loose things where it's like it's like kind of like the King verse at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what because I think that's just because it's how it's set up with the uh, black label and stuff. They kind of just keep it ambiguous, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's canon, but they probably won't reference it. But like, 
Yeah, that was a really cool page. That was a super cool page. The Wait, art was killer. A city blew up. <laughs> Three... 3,000 or 37,988 people died. That's insane. Yeah, it was a really. I love the art on uh, Barry. Kind of a bummer that they had him look exactly like Wally. Yeah. But it still looked super hot. Yeah. It was it, so it, slick. Literally, it is Wally. In the <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Phoenix. It's not even like a Metropolis. This is Phoenix. This is a real city that just blew up it's wow <laughs> yeah so, i'm really with stranger ventures more than anything else i think you could definitely see a lot of like king's own influence in his life just like going to iraq and stuff you know because yeah. the, the stories are very like similar like to a point where i would say it's very on the nose you know of like oh my god he genocided like it's very it was very obvious what it was going into it so I don't necessarily feel like it should. The plot points were like surprising, but I still feel like it's a good story, and especially for the time, I think it, the pace it's been going, which is like what you said, JD. It sucks that they they're like slowing it down because I feel like the pace with like what's just been going on in the rest of the world, it's been interesting how the book's been able to come out alongside that type of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is an interesting time for it to be coming out. Yeah, it does a really cool job of showing. Um, I really like just the perspective thing. I think that's definitely something that's really, and, and and that's why like it's weird seeing the reactions to like Strange Adventures, Batcat, and they're not reactions, but like how he writes them because he writes them a lot more confidently. You know, if you notice how he writes like the regular biweekly Batman, it feels a lot quicker. It feels a lot less confident. The writing feels a lot less firm. You know. But yeah. in Batcat, in Stranger Ventures, and in Rorschach, all those stories feel like he's definitely kind of found that creative voice and he's able to kind of drive with that, which is nice. And definitely, I think you can see that improvement in his work. Yeah, definitely. Just just going over this again, like, it's interesting that he, he took Adam Strange's character that I wouldn't say had many fans. And it's like, uh, not many fans. I'm going to make him a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make him like a mean person. I'm gonna make him like scream at his wife when his wife's like spend time with your daughter and I'm gonna make him like go insane, basically. But it's so well written at the same time. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the argument alone, just the art on it, you can see the expression of the characters' faces of how annoyed Adam is and how just like over it Alana is. This is good. This is really good. Yeah. <laughs> just going through this again. JD, you read this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, like my my feeling on Strange Adventures is kind of like my feeling on any Tom King book of like, man, I just really wish I could read the whole story right now. Yeah. I think I was spoiled by Mr. Miracle by not reading it right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't suffer issue by issue. I'm sure if I did read Mr. Miracle, I would have felt, you know, the same way on it. Yeah, this is, no, this is how it felt when the page where Metron's yeah, like... Yeah, obviously you read it once or twelve. Yeah, when, when Metron was like, oh, this is like the real universe. I was like, oh my God. And then the next issue just completely dropped. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. What, what happened? Yeah. Like, so, so I think, you know, my, my feeling with Strange Adventures is like, I guess my mind won't fully let me get into it. Like, I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's interesting. I think there's like, you know, it, it's a well built up plot. I think the art is amazing, but it's just like, 
I can't fully get into it until I can read the whole thing. And I've kind of been like trying to go back to past issues when a new one comes out, just because I feel like I need to kind of like give myself like a previously on strange adventures and like kind of like go over it in my head, you know? So, mm-hmm. but no, I, I, I think that this issue was pretty good and like, oh man, I just wish we could get to issue 12 already. Like it feels like this book's just been going on forever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. T- time's weird with COVID. It came out. It started um, before COVID. March, March. Right, like February, March. Yeah, so is that it's right? Been almost, it's almost been it's a been year. Almost a year. Yeah. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's good. I, I think I will be picking up the trade when it eventually comes out and just do a full-on reread. It's good. It's just it's a little hard to follow at times, and these five monthly waits are gonna kill. Yeah, me. I think Batcat's one that's also like a lot harder to follow just because it doesn't have the distinct like artist separation you know yeah it's just for like sure. three different timelines and it's like you just better make sure that the suits look different yeah yeah it, it is very confusing i give strange adventures an eight i enjoyed yeah. it I'm, I'm a little confused but eight yeah i think eight i like the last issue more because i thought the art in the last issue was really cool where he was just getting zapped around mm-hmm. I, agree. I thought that that looked really really cool but yeah i, I think an eight's a pretty fair score mm-hmm. yeah JDU eight as well. Uh, I'm probably closer to seven, but yeah, okay. close. Uh, Aquaman, Caleb, did you read this? I know JD didn't. I did not. Oh my! God. I look forward to hearing about it though, because my oh, co- yeah. even my comic shop owner said it was good. I keep I, hearing it's good. I'm gonna say my rating right off the bat: ten. This is the best feature state book ever. Whoa! It, it beats Dark Detective issue one, which was my original favorite. And it beats Justice League. This is so cool. It's uh. Three timelines, but it makes more sense than this. Or, sorry, two timelines. Technically three, but two. It's uh, five years in the future from now. Or no, no, because Andy's older. It looks like it's maybe 13 years in the future from now. Andy Curry, who's currently a baby in continuity, is maybe like 13 or 14. Uh, it goes over Jackson Hyde, Aqualad, uh, him during that time, like maybe 13 years from the future. And then six, like 16 years in the future. But 13 years in the future straight up is very much... Uh, him and Andy just going on patrol in the ocean. They took out Black Manta off screen and Andy's kind of arguing like, why don't we just kill this guy? And Aqualad's just like, it's my dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and he's like, Aquaman's been fighting this guy before you were born. Like, he, he's pretty messed up. I, like, he's done terrible things, but like, we shouldn't kill him. I don't want him dead. And he's like, well, Aquaman would want him dead. And it's like, Aquaman couldn't even kill him for all these years that before you're born and all that so they have an argument and as they're arguing andy summons some sharks around but the way they describe that her powers are different than aquaman's is aquaman control like sort of pushes sea life to a certain direction gives them suggestions well and like speaks to them while andy here could actually physically control their minds and force them to do things against their will so she, oh, wow. she hates it she doesn't like it she doesn't mean to do it every time she do, does it she freaks out she's like i didn't mean to do that oh god i feel so guilty because i'm forcing these things to do things against their will and it scares aqualad a little bit but at the same time he's like it's gonna be okay like don't worry about it we're gonna figure this out as they're talking a little confusing generally explain but there's gonna be another issue they go to a different dimension <laughs> uh aqualad described it like they're, they're talking and he says, um, wait, to quote him, wait, did you feel that? We just, some, something just changed. Felt like a frequency, a frequency shift. The JLA teleporters feel like that when you go through them. 
and then they realize like the color's different and the, the sea life or stuff that they don't recognize and they're in a different ocean dimension in a way that's what they showed it's like in space and colors and the, <laughs> the whole book is them it's like a really trippy thing of them going through these different color colored beaches like helping people when they can but in the end they're just like trying to find their way back the whole time the art is like so good it's bright it's vibrant on this book um it is um (laughs) i'm trying to find the thing there it is uh artist is daniel sampier Okay. I also give credit to the to the colorist Adriano Lucas because he does really good color here, and then Brandon Thomas is the writer. But yeah, it's part one of I think. Brandon Thomas is the one going to the Flash, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, this was really good, so I have hope there. Good sign. <laughs> um, there's there's a point in this book where Andy she she's controlling almost like a kraken, and she needs to like sacrifice herself in a way, and aqualad's like oh god he's gonna she's gonna kill herself so he's like trying to scream at her to stop but she ends up instead cutting off her leg which is kind of like uh kind of like how aquaman got his arm cut off she cut off her leg I, i'm gonna have to go back does she have a missing leg in J- justice league because this takes place before justice league future state i don't i don't remember her having a missing leg in justice league. yeah i don't remember that either that was the last you see her in this issue because even in the justice league cover she's got she got both both legs. Oh, you have it on? Yeah. Okay, maybe she gets it back or something. Uh, the other side of the story is like five years from there where they believe that she died from that. But Aqualad, now calling himself Aquaman, is saying differently. He His design's really cool. And he's basically in shackles and he's talking to these people who's tormenting him, being like, no, she's dead and we're going to like kill you too kind of thing. No more no more Aqua people, I guess. Uh, Aqua people. It's a really cool scene where the lights all turn red. And he uses that as an opportunity to, like, break out of his shackles where he has this really cool design where, like, his tattoos all light up. He's has, like, Aquaman's body type and he just starts beating people up and saying, no, Aquaman lives. And it's just, I don't know, I'm a big Aquaman fan. And this book is just so cool. And I highly recommend it. Yeah, and I'm so excited for it to continue. Like, all he does is, like, he's, he's telling these guards that she's alive and they're just like, no, and he's just like... Look, we just want to get back to our dimension. We've been here five years. We've helped people as we can, but we need to get back to ours. And then finally, he starts to beat them up, and he says, his last words are, come on now, not polite to keep her waiting. And he's like, takes out the swords and like breaks the chains on his wrists and just looks at all the guards. It's like, damn, this is so good. This is so... <laughs> like, I'm a big Aquaman fan, so I, I love Kelly Sue's run, but I think this is even better. And I, nice. I'm so excited for the next issue. Highly nice. recommend. 10. That was great. Anyways, uh, books that you guys also read. That's all the books you read, right, JD? Yeah, I'm out of books. I I, read, I had two okay. Marvel, one DC this week. Okay, I got um, Dark Detective. Or what did you, what do you have on you? I also read a couple, like the first story of Batman Black and White issue two, which was really cool. It was How the Tom Keen. Oh, <laughs> no one saw that. What happened? Yeah. Um, good. <laughs> R.I.P. The audio listeners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cool the stories so far have been really really awesome um i really like that dc's doing kind of an anthology again mm-hmm. it really kind of it's very fun it feels very light and the king one was definitely not fun or light um it was essentially about batman <laughs> going in a priest rushes into a burning church to save children and 
debris falls on him and the priest is crushed but still alive and so batman goes to try and save him and when he gets there realizes he can't help the priest and he's like i can leave you and go get help and it'll be quick and he's like no i'm gonna die so just stay here with me and he's like i'm sorry mr father you know there were no kids in here <laughs> i tried telling you to not run in but you ran in and he's like it's okay and the batman's just all sad he's like oh i couldn't save you and the priest is like they're their child and it's just a pretty solid all around like eight page like story but it's eight, nice because eight pages yeah yeah, yeah. that's it what? yeah yeah, it's pretty good. I posted it. It's it's really, like, I was kind of surprised how just nice it was, you know? Huh. There are a lot of just eight-page little vignettes. Um, the One of the good ones with, like, Tinian and Tradmore last year, uh, or last issue, was, like, called One Punch. And it was essentially, like, 20 or, like, 100 different, like, League of Assassin members were all trying to fight Batman. And it was just, like, going through the mind of one of them. And he's essentially just, like... I am not a person. I'm purely an appendage of this like league, you know, oh, my, I only have one goal and my one goal is to land one punch on Batman. And the whole little story is just this one little ninja just trying to run up and just punch him. <laughs> I just pulled it up on your Instagram, man. That's, that's, <laughs> I didn't even see the post damn algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really like, and, and I'm really hoping that they keep doing I know they're doing Superman. Um, what's it called? Red, 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 white, and blue, or red and blue? Yeah, yeah. They. Uh, what's it called? Where is? There's like one of these. Like the pages just look very, very dynamic. There's like I don't even know what half this stuff is, but yeah, they're really. It's just really nice little vignettes and stuff, you know. Oh, Mitch Jarrett did the art here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. I think huh. I think Zerdusky did a story last week or last issue. They're That's like so cool. really it's really cool teams of talent. I'd definitely recommend the book if you guys haven't read it. I, I own a black a Batman black and white trade, which I've never even touched, but it's just sat on my shelf for years. And it's like has like Jim Lee art and stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is like a cool creative team considering it's in black and white. But yeah, I've just never touched it. Yeah, I was really put off at first because like I don't know how really how much I really want to deal with like black and white because i've gotten like other black and white comics and they're mad but I'm, i was really pleasantly surprised at like the quality that a lot of the people put into it yeah this is so cool i can't huh i like that <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that that's what it was i thought it was just like a different batman story that was just in black and white no, no, no! It's a ton of different creative teams. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Definitely pick this up now. Huh. <laughs> I'll probably get the trade eventually, but I'll see if the single issues are still available at my local store. What else did you read? Um, I read Legion, kinda. I skimmed kinda. Legion. Yeah, I skimmed it, and honestly, the art is spectacular. It's super pretty. It is such a gorgeous looking book. Like, okay. even just flipping through it now, because it has Riley Rospo. And his stuff is just gorgeous art. Very expressive. He's such a unique artist, yeah. Yeah, I love his style. I think I really want to read Martian Manhunter. And with it works really well with oh, Bendis, too. Oh, Bendis looks loves, great. Yeah, Bendis loves massive splash pages. Yeah. So it's a very, very dynamic art that kind of fits with the hyperactiveness of Bendis' writing. So it goes really well together. I like that. 
Yeah, and then I was what else? Superman versus Imperious Lex. How which, was that? Yeah, I I almost picked that up. I I really okay. thought about it. I'm shocked you didn't, Hunter. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I it was good, but like it was very very on the nose and not necessarily in a bad way but like like i would say like with my how i like i would put politics in comics is add just a little bit more like nuance to it you know just to not make it as on the nose like i thought what king did with adam strange if you don't necessarily know the history of like the iraq war and stuff you wouldn't necessarily get that one-to-one connection but with the imperious lex it was like lex luther controls people with like propaganda and fake news and it's just like okay i under like i get what you're doing this isn't as clever as you think it is no matter like what the viewpoint is it was just but it was still like it was written fine it was a nice enough story um lex was leading a planet and superman went and like lasered their factory (laughs) and so like all the people there like didn't have jobs for the economy (laughs) and so then let's look through bm superman people were like yeah kill him kill him um and then like lex luther realized like none of his people like are going to be able to work now for some reason and so now superman wants them like united planets or and it's just it's like okay whatever you know i was because i I picked it up because I was seeing reviews of people saying like 9.5 out of 10. This is the best future state title. It is amazing. Yeah. And that's why I was so surprised when I was reading it. Cause I was like, I was like, this is too on the nose to be like a 9.5 out of 10. You know that I was so, and that's why I was kind of, I think I was. In in, in the second issue, we're going to have Superman uh, buying all the GameStop stock and Imperius Lex being like, no, no. (laughs) He's going to say, here is why we shouldn't allow Superman access to Robin Hood's markets. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, It's like maybe it's a little on the nose to just write it directly. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, and then the only other future state book I read was Dark Detective, and that was again awesome. I read that; that was good. I, it's probably my second favorite, <clears throat> if not Justice League is. It, it the art is so good; it's mm-hmm. so interesting. I love Dan Mora. Yeah, and just the storyline oh. of like Bruce. Once in on future, the read Once in Future if you like Dan Mora. Oh, it's okay. I want to. I want to read Klaus too. I hear Klaus so is really good. Oh, good. Is Once in Future the one with a sword? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I will read it eventually because I love the art in Dark Detective so much. Just the the storyline of Bruce Wayne on the run and like like don't use phones, don't drink the water, like just being so preoccupied with things to the fact that he's just kind of going insane in a way. And Mm -hmm. all this is happening in like a Blade Runner type city. Like that's even though it's Gotham. It's so good, and it's, it makes me sad that we technically won't see it continue. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy it's four issues, um, and it's long enough so that it feels like it will. I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to, like, do this in trade. Like, is it just going to be, like, a trade of Dark Detective with, like, the, like, tag-on stories on the end? Mm-hmm. Um, or just individual stories? But I feel like, like you said, it's really cool seeing Bruce just kind of in this, like, primal survival mode you know yeah he's he's just like he's just like survive you know just like running through smashing stuff it's a really really fun read Mm -hmm. um there is a williamson story too with uh red hood at the end of this issue i read that That as well pretty cool 
yeah. I didn't think it was as good as the Grifter story. No. Um, but I still thought it was pretty cool. It, it was good. Ravenger was written a little strange. Yeah. Like, she was very quippy and very, like, hey, let's just kill people. And Red Hood's like, well, maybe we shouldn't kill innocent. She's like, that's their fault for, you know, <laughs> living. <laughs> like, it, it was a little like, uh, this is good, I guess. It's interesting seeing that with all the Gotham Centra, like all the Batman type books all around the same era of like how the police are very much just controlling Gotham in a bad way and out of all these characters red hood is working with them that's yeah i, I like that because it, it's very out of character for him but it seems like he read jason todd himself is uncomfortable with the idea so, yeah yeah I, I like i'm it. i'm really excited for the next phase of future state because that's when a lot of these stories i think are going to start to really get good mm-hmm. in some aspects i don't think like I mean, I don't really think there's really anything Flash. It seems like what's going to happen with Flash is he's just going to, like, kill Wally. I think that's kind of what's going to Teen Titans, like, alluded to, right? It make me kill you. Yeah, like, it's it's just, like, uh, hopefully the next round of Future State books, I think, will be getting a little bit more, not interesting, but, like, that punch that the first ones, I would say, kind of missed. Because there were some books in the first wave that kind of missed the emotional punch that they needed. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, some of them were kind of disappointing, like Green Lantern, I found was pretty disappointing. I didn't read but, that. How was that? Uh, the Jessica Cruz story was really good, but the Guy Gardner, I didn't like at all. A lot of followers messaged me when I said I didn't like it on the podcast saying, what, you didn't like it? I didn't. Jon Stewart, I think most people agree that it just was very boring. It was about Jon Stewart fighting an alien war, but he wasn't using his ring, so it didn't feel like a Green Lantern book at all. So yeah, very rather boring in a way. I am mm-hmm. kind of looking forward to the upcoming Green Lantern comic uh, after Future State because of the art. Mm-hmm. So and I like the idea of how they're actually going to develop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be uh, Dexter Soy on that Green Lantern. So mm-hmm. excited! I'm yeah. so excited. I don't like Teen Lantern as a character, but the fact that they're using her in a way where like we got to find out where the hell she got this gauntlet, that's good. That, I like... That's actually good. I like the idea that the writer is using of like, huh, there's this character and it's new and there's not really much that can be done to develop it. So I might as well just develop this character and put my imprint on it. Because you look at like Teen Lantern and that like handoff versus a character like Wallace, which has just been in like character hell, essentially, <laughs> where he d- doesn't really do anything, you know, it doesn't like his, what in most future stories, he just dies. Like that's his role which is really unfortunate because he's a really cool character, but he's just kind of like the stand-in for like something bad needs to happen. It's just going to happen to Wallace, you know? Which is a shame because we've his like first introduction was we saw him in the silver suit from the future. Mm-hmm. So it feels like yeah. when you're doing these future stories, you may as well do Wallace in that silver suit, but instead you're just saying, I died off panel. <laughs> yeah, that's what, and it's so like disrespectful too because I feel like Wallace was such a what the character like the character history itself has had to go through it's very weird because it's like you already know why they brought him up because it was very much like that diversity push mm-hmm. and it is kind of unfair to create that character but then people like the characters he can't just take it away and so you do kind of owe it to the fans that liked that because of your move as a corporation to flesh out that character make him more likable and that type of stuff so it's very weird that at like every opportunity they're just willing to like offhand into a book like teen titans or even in like deceased like 
Tom Taylor gives him like two lines, you know? It's like, what? Why yeah, is nobody capitalizing on this? And even Williamson's run, although he was used, it was mostly after the eventual argument early on in his run. Mm-hmm. He was just that character that ran around with Avery. That, yeah. that was it. Every time yeah. there was a well, big fight and, scene, and, and, he and it felt like Williamson was setting something with the sins of yeah. father story that he told, which was interesting. The two issues, and then it feel, I felt like Daniel was—they were building the Daniel West, which would have been a good Wallace story, which I think I think could still be told. Yeah, I thought they did like the first thirty issues of Williamson's run was really I cool. As much. Oh, okay, Siri. Um, <laughs> she figured as much too. She's a big fan of Williamson's run. <laughs> <Flash. laughs> um, yeah, I thought she. Um, not she. Uh, I thought the first 30 issues did a good job of like setting up that relationship. But then I agree is like, once it kind of got to flash war, it just like fell apart. And then he never like did anything to pick it up. And which is fine because I thought, okay, he's off handing it to team Titans, but then they didn't do anything either. It was just a lot of the uh, same Adam stuff glass was and, like, Mm-mm-mm. like, and I like the Adam glass run, but in terms of Wallace's development, and like those characters in general, it just wasn't the story those characters necessarily needed to get more popular, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Wallace has a lot of potential for future arcs, mm-hmm. I feel like. So I hope the next writer uses him somewhat. Don't just throw him on the Teen Titans and call it a day. Like, yeah. do something, even if it means making him no longer Kid Flash. I'm okay with that. Give him the silver suit and give him a new name. Have him be a different character or a different role. I should say, for the Flash in general, just the Flash. Yeah, there's family. a there's a ton of different, and what's really frustrating with like the Flash and Future State, especially, is there's a ton of really cool scientific aspects you can play into with physics and how it plays with the characters and what the characters could do just by just daydreaming about it, you know. And mm-hmm. so, like, even the character like Max Mercury and Wally just barely touches the surface of like what you can do with like spirituality, but then yeah. something also with like morrison the teleportation and how fast is an instant and stuff like that like there's really cool expansive stories you can tell and we just keep reverting it down to just like wallace is sad the fast people are angry like very menial stuff it's very frustrating powers yeah yeah (laughs) and it's like really like this is and it's not even it's funny because I don't think most people really are angry in the same way they were about Heroes in Crisis because they know Future State doesn't really matter. But everyone's just like, why? Like, you have the option to do whatever yeah. you want. And this was just like, yeah. this was the story you wanted everyone to, like, associate you with? This was the... And, and if big... Heroes in Crisis didn't exist, then you could maybe see, like, all right, it's something that's maybe more original. But, like, Heroes in Crisis just came out. You saw the reaction, you know? Yeah. The king... As much as King may not publicly post it, he definitely was reading the comments. You know, the other the other DC writers were seeing the reaction. So it was so crazy that it was like that was what you wanted to do. It was just it's it, it's a very weird thing because you can you can see DC have like these very weird corporate instincts of like we need more Batman because we need to pump up sales, right? But then not necessarily asking like, well, why are our sales so bad? You know. It's, it's, it's never, it's never the like, maybe we should write a flash. Like we can do another flash book that would get incredibly popular sales. If you just got a good writer, you know, yeah. it's not really that hard. And it's so weird that they're not necessarily willing to do that. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, you have, uh, I think it's 16 Batman books coming out. 
three Superman books, two Wonder Woman books, and the rest of the characters just have one or none. There's no Aquaman yeah. book coming out. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, it is this. And that's what's so odd is it's like, even if the Batman books are going to be good, is anybody going to want that? Like, yeah. <laughs> who Who is, what is the like thought process there at the corporate table of like, the, like, is, do they think there's going to be a person that goes into a store and is like, I want all 15 Batman titles, you know? It's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You want a few. I'm going to be getting a few. Like, I'm gonna, I plan on reading Batman. I'm thinking about Detective Comics. Uh, Batcat. That's probably it. <laughs> I'm probably just sticking, like, Batcat and, like, maybe Detective Comics. Yeah, if you count the Batman, like, the Bat Family characters. Night, Nightwing, Nightwing, Chip, Nightwing, Batman, yeah. and Robin. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck, see, and that's what it's like. There's so much that I don't feel like spending my money on that mm-hmm. they keep. And, the Chip and, Batman book is like seven ninety nine an issue. Oh my yeah, God. and that's what. God. So that's another really interesting way that you can tell that they're doing that because these anthology books where they're able to slap a bunch of other writers together, they're just jacking up the price. Yeah. Very yeah. very smart business yeah. stuff, but it's like stonks. Stonks. It's I I, I see you DC yeah <laughs> I, I just rather sacrifice some of those batman books for maybe another flash book another green lantern book or an actual aquaman ongoing why why are we not getting that that's so weird to me a green arrow book again it's just isn't it weird that they said green arrow was like gonna get a book like very yeah. soon after his rebirth run ended and then it's like now it's been like three years later yeah he's gonna be on yeah. justice league thankfully <laughs> Leading the Justice League, but like they—they they were saying, like his book, like I remember that was uh, uh, Dan Didio's thing when when Green Lantern, Re- uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow Rebirth ended. He was like, "Oh yeah, don't worry, Green Arrow is going to be in a new book very soon. Like he'll be in his own thing again. Like we're not worried about him. Like it's not sales or anything. You know, we we like him as a character. He'll have his own book." And I was like, "Oh okay." Even though I didn't read the book, I was like, "Oh okay, he'll be back." And just that never happened. Oh, you didn't read Green Arrow. I read I read the beginning of Rebirth, the Percy run. Oh, it's I so good. After that. that was great, yeah. I the, that the Percy lot. run's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Percy does not like technology. <laughs> he did the yeah. same arc on Nightwing. Yeah, with like technology taking... The, the smart city, which is a good idea, but he did it twice. <laughs> so, a little odd. Uh, is that all the comics of the week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. We did it. Uh, comics. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's the that's the end of the episode that actually came really quick i don't know why that, that felt like a flow um but yeah all right um if you're listening on youtube subscribe like that shit um if you're listening on <laughs> itunes uh soundcloud spotify like i don't know whatever follow subscribe you guys know the whole bit if you're listening if you if you if you've listened to this much of the podcast i gotta think that you're already kind of like following so i'm not worried please subscribe Um, yeah subscribe to our youtube hunter has to work uh, hunter has to work in a canadian sweatshop till two in the morning working on these youtube videos so please make his his time worth it by giving a subscription because he is dying over here even if yeah i'm in an igloo yeah. yeah, he's chained up in an igloo with it's nothing cold. but non-Tim Hortons coffee to uh, torture him. <laughs> exactly. It's the worst. I need my Timmy's, man. Uh, Timmy's. Just real quick. You thought Timmy's wanted to get mentioned on this episode, and here it is. Uh, real, real quick. Make sure to vote for Strongman, uh, strong, strong Guy. On strong Guy. Yep, vote Strong um, Guy. 
quick quick little shout outs real quick uh to if you didn't hear last week we interviewed uh gavin writer and creator of spider-man lotus or sorry writer director and creator is that his line ah, to save a life sorry. yeah <laughs> so uh he was on last week where he we talked all about spider-man lotus on our youtube channel we also have a separate video if you just want to watch the interview it's up almost 800 views thank you for gavin is good that. for views business is booming when <laughs> gavin's around yeah no kidding uh i don't know what it is that man next- carries dedicated followers i respect it he really it's it's like it's like when avi when avi avrad uh in 2007 was like the kids love venom the kids love gavin (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah kid like thank you for for watching that if you haven't watched it go increase those views give give a nice comment whatever if you're watching this give a nice comment too caleb do you want to plug anything uh, follow me on Instagram at Savior. Uh, yeah, pretty much it. Thank you guys for <laughs> having me on. Listen, <laughs> listen, Caleb is the most dedicated when it comes to posting panels because he is always on that. I mean, I feel like it's like you don't miss a beat when it comes to panels. Yeah, and I try like my it's hardest. always a great it's always a great variety of like what you're reading too, and there's always a good song paired to it. So it's it's a good follow yeah. channel. You gotta uh, check out Caleb. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. thanks guys. Uh, yeah, we'll thanks have to have on, you on the show again the show. when Harper's on. Yeah. You, get, you get to experience uh stan and mark ruffalo in person yeah. um but <laughs> all right um yeah that's it for hero story for hero story i'm jd i'm hunter and thanks for being a hero and remember every second is a gift goodbye what <laughs>